0: Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a
1: plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man.
0: That's right. It's time for another edition of Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow once again here joining me as we talk about investing, finance, and retirement. And what is going on, Tony? How are you, bud? I'm good today. How about you? I'm hanging in there. I'm not doing as well as you. You're getting ready for a little golf trip soon. That's
1: fun. It is getting out of the cold weather. It's getting cold here now and <laughs>
0: it's just getting of, started. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> I know it. Well, we you know, we just finished our, our extension season with taxes and oh, yeah. so it's kind of a, a nice little break. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I imagine that uh, with the extra extensions and getting all those things done it probably does get a little busy. Hey, listen, let me ask you something before we get into our main topic this week. And and I want to talk on our main topic about just kind of variables that can shape a retirement plan. There are things that we are all affected by, but each, you know, there's so many variables that go into each person's situation. So that's going to be our main topic here in just a minute. But before we do, you know, I was going to ask you, do you with being a Uh, The tax doctor and, you know, being an EA and a CFP, and you've been doing this for many years, and you see so many clients, identity theft and and fraud. Do you guys encounter some of that? And I was curious if you saw about this um, uh, former Air Force intelligence officer in Kansas have you seen that story at all? they the the, that oh, yeah, yeah, they're in the middle of the divorce and and uh she claims he accessed her bank account from space and like <laughs> all this kind of stuff and so I there thinking about it I was like, wow, well, first of all, if you're gonna pull identity theft off or fraud, uh boy, that's a heck of a of a way to do it. say oh well, no I couldn't have done it I was in space <laughs> that's right, but do you guys encounter that is it is it you know is it pretty problematic or do you educate clients on how to look out for things or We do a lot of
1: educational pieces, yes, because we don't see it, you know, a tremendous amount of it going on, at least with our clients, but there is some. And, you know, whether it's, you know, protecting their tax information on the personal side or their financial information on the, you know, on the investment or planning side. Right. And even our accounting and payroll clients, you know, things are happening so fast these days with not only change, but the way we're sending and receiving information and everything is seems to be cloud based, and you know that you hear about the big stories about the, the big chains and things, you know, getting hacked and people's credit card info uh, being stolen. In fact, right. we—I just had my own my own debit card. We, we shop here locally at, at High V Grocery Store, and they sent us a letter from my bank and said, "Well, we think something happened at High V. You used your debit card there. How do they even know that? I have no idea, but that's what everybody knows, you know." And we're going to send you a new debit card, you know? And then, so it it was a precautionary measure and I didn't have anything really happen to me, but we do try to spend a lot of time educating clients that you've got to be on the lookout. At least you don't need to be so paranoid that you can't do anything, but you got to pay attention to your bank accounts, your credit cards, and you know, anything that looks suspicious and at least investigate it if you see it. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy.
0: And don't be afraid to, uh, you know, definitely call and talk with someone and say, Hey, I need a little need a little help here. And I, I think I think it's gotten better, I think, as far as recourses and things of that nature. But I know there's also when it comes to scams, I know that a lot of times retirees and pre-retirees are a huge target for people for scammers and things. So if it sounds a little strange, you know, take a little extra caution there.
1: That's uh, right. You know, and and before we leave this, sure. And I, I'm not making anything off this, but one of the best books I've read uh, lately. I'm actually having to look it up. It's called How to Hack Proof Your Life. It's a very good read, and and I recommend it to clients. We even give them some of the books away because it's an easy read about just doing little simple things with whether it's your passwords, your bank logins, you know, from keeping things, passwords and things in your wallet. Some of the stuff you're not supposed to do, and at least it can protect you a little bit. So it's a good book. It's a good read.
0: Well, definitely check that out. It is a good book. Uh, It's the, uh, I just forgot the name of it myself. It's the tax, the hacks. How to
1: Hack Proof Your Life. How to Hack Proof Your Life. There we go.
0: Yeah, that's it. Absolutely. Well, cool. Yeah, well, check that out, folks. And that's a pretty good read and a pretty good story. Well, let's jump into our main topic this week, Tony, on the show. And that's what I mentioned earlier, just variables that uh, we all kind of, you know, get hit with and, and how each person, you know, we say all the time that everybody's situation is different and that's true. So if the variables were the same for everybody, well, your job would be really easy. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't have to solve the puzzle that is each person's situation, but it also probably be kind of boring too, right? Cause I imagine that's half the fun is figuring out each person's, uh, you know,
1: puzzle pieces. Yeah. And you know, it's fun to listen to everybody's you know, different goals, because right? Cause exactly you know, everybody's different. And so that's a fun part for me. Well, let's hit a
0: few places that everybody has a similarity, but yet a variable. So let's start with income. It's the big daddy. If it's not on, you know, something you're thinking about, if you're one of those folks that find yourself saying, well, I'm trying to reach X number of dollar, you might want to consider thinking more along the lines of how much income do I need, you know, monthly, because that's really where it's at. And I think people sometimes Get wrapped up in, I need a million dollars or whatever, versus how much do I need monthly?
1: Yes, they do. And that's exactly right. It's the number one thing we get asked. And it's the number one way that we answer the question is you know, you, you do have to have the nest egg to provide the income. Right. And, but most people don't focus on just what you said, you know, how much income do I want or need during retirement? So we have to work backwards from there and we have to even go backwards a little further before that is okay what do you want to do in retirement you know is it is it travel is it you know visiting uh the kids and doing uh, charitable things is it you know working part time things like that and then say okay that we think that lifestyle is going to take this much income plus your overhead you know things that you're going to need and then you know start going forward here's how much you need in your nest egg and sometimes people think that you know they need this Giant, giant nest egg to produce the income that they want, and and sometimes they're pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah. Okay. And so when you're thinking about income, you know you got to get the basics covered. You got to kind of go through all that stuff. We've talked about that many times, and then you can start looking at those variables like paying off the house or your hobbies that you've always wanted to do or travel and so on and so forth. Right.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And and with that, you know you you've, you've got to make sure everything is covered. And most people don't. Yeah. You know, I'd say not tremendously well know their monthly budget. And so we have to kind of figure that out for them. Right. No, I mean,
0: you know, it's the B word. Everybody kind of goes, eh, budget, you know, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, it's, it's a really a good idea to have that for your basic necessities. And again, a budget doesn't mean that you're living on a fixed income. It just means that you're budgeting what your what your necessities are. And that way you can start to do those planning for those other activities we talked about. Okay. Yes. So that's a variable that affects us all. And certainly one worth having a conversation with over your, with your advisor and not only with your advisor, but with yourself and your spouse to make sure you guys are on the same page. Now tax taxes, how much we're going to pay in taxes. Who knows? Like, we don't know it's going to go up or not. Like it's, there's a good chance probably they're going to go up, but you can still work towards being tax efficient in retirement. And that's going to go a long way to helping that whole income need as well. Right, Tony?
1: It is. And you know, it's one of the variables that we have to figure out once we figure out how much income we need, because where that income comes from is going to determine, you know, how much we have to lop off for taxes, both federal and state. And most people, you know, they're going to have one of three things. They're going to have Social Security, they're going to have their own investments, and then, of course, retirement plans. And so, it's important to try to efficiently pull from those sources to minimize taxes. And rather than just pull all your money out of a retirement plan all at once versus in a taxable account, pay a bunch of taxes needlessly. And right. so it, it's something extremely important that we have to try to work with them on once we figure out the income needs. Sure.
0: Yeah, and you know, with what you're do with what you do every day, going through and working on on how we're paying taxes. It's you know total income, the types of accounts you know that are producing the income, looking at that. And we've talked about it before. and We'll probably talk about it more heavily later on as the year winds down and we get into next year. But doing tax preparation all year, not just like the you know. I should say the other way around, tax planning all year and not right. just preparation, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, when when people come in for their tax returns and, you know, all that is, and even if they're doing their taxes themselves, you're just recording history. And it's a compliance uh, portion of the taxes. And because the government tells us, hey, we got we to gotta file a tax return to reconcile, you know, how much we think you owe us versus, you know, what is legal. And so by that time, other than maybe a little bit of some contributions in an IRA, There's not much you can do, so you've got to plan year-round.
0: No. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely got to plan your, and I think that's a great piece that a lot of times people don't think about, but when you're working with an advisor, you know, that's something that's being taken into account. So that's always kind of a nice little added bonus for a lot of people when they're going from DIYing it, doing it themselves to working in an advisor is is realizing that, Hey, there's things they're looking at to help you with all year long and that hopefully will benefit things along the way. And that's why we do the show playing with the tax man is hopefully to share some of these things with you with Tony Morrow. All right. So life expectancy, Uh, we'll hit this one because, because it is a variable clearly that everyone fits uh, into, but we are living longer and you're not doing yourself uh, really justice. If you don't consider the fact that you could live much longer than maybe you even thought about just because that's happening more and more and more. And you can take into account history and genetics and all those kinds of things. Absolutely. But make sure you're planning for longevity, even if you're wrong.
1: We do because if we don't do that, and like you said, people are living longer and there's a lot of things that go into that, but you can't just automatically assume that, you know, well, I'm only going to live to the averages of, you know, 75, 76, whatever they are now. I think they're a little bit higher than that. But, you know, we have a lot of clients, especially tax clients that, you know, are well into their 80s and some even 90s and really have a pretty good quality of life. So, I think you have to plan for the worst and the worst meaning, you know, you live a long time, so you don't outlive your money and maybe spend it all, you know, real early. And then at the end, you know, basically not have a very good lifestyle. Right, right.
0: Yeah. And with life, life expectancy, I think too, you know, it's a scary topic because I think it leads us down a, a road that we a lot of times we don't want to go into because then you start thinking, well, if I get really old, there's a chance I'm going to need to go into long-term care or assisted living. And all those yeah. things are very frightening. And I get that, but how much more frightening would it be if you're not prepared and then you're at that age and then something starts to happen?
1: Well, exactly. And then, you know, if you don't have say much of your retirement nest day left, and maybe you're just down to social security. And, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's not a very comfortable existence. And, you know, at that point, you know, most people are concerned about, I don't want to be a burden on my family, my kids. And, Hopefully, it's not a place where where we want our clients to be. No,
0: exactly. And I think, well, you know, working with your clients, working with clients, and working with an advisor, that's going to hopefully help your odds of not being there. Now, things can happen, obviously. Long-term care illness can come in out of nowhere and and really deplete things, and so it can certainly make things more challenging. But having somebody there, a team on your side working through these things, hopefully you can get prepared ahead of time. And you mentioned Social Security, so let's just hit that one because that is a massive variable that everybody seems to have two cents on about what to do. And I think a lot of us are hitting this feeling of, well, you know, let's just turn it on as soon as we can, blah, blah, blah. But man, there, there's like, what, 18,000 combinations or something? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it, it might not really, be that it, many, it, but there, there's a there's lot. There's a ton right? of
1: them, and we get that every year. We get it even with people as, as young as like 60. You know, they're they're already wondering, well, hey, should I take my Social Security at 62? Everybody wants to do that, you know. Right. I want to I start getting that money. I've been paying in all, all my life. And I want it for the rest of my life. But we try to coach them a little bit, even on the tax clients, and say, you know, you're going to actually, you know, if you've got any type of longevity, and depending on when you want to retire and what other income you've got coming in, it may be a much better option. And we could show them the math. We don't go, we don't take them through a lot of calculations, but we show them a few of them that if you just wait until your normal retirement age, how much more you'll end up getting in your lifetime. Now, yeah, there's an unknown you could pass away a day after you start getting it, you know, or before you start. And yeah, then the federal government's quote one. But <laughs> if you've got any type of life expectancy and other income streams coming in, then generally it's better off to wait. And we could show them the math, you know, but for those that have nothing and and really kind of are at the the end of the road, per se, then may, maybe taking it early makes sense. But to just go blindly and say i'm going to start taking it 62 i think that's a bad move
0: yeah no definitely and that's the the benefit of working with someone and getting a plan together is going to allow you to take those all those pieces into the equation and say okay 62 isn't the right move or it is the right move it's confirming that information or showing you the variables to say okay maybe you know waiting to 66 or 67 is the better uh outcome there's a break point When you're talking about social security, you can run through those numbers and say, um, you know, okay, it makes more sense to wait than it does to take it early, you know, yada, yada, yada. So there's all these pieces. But again, it really has to come down to sitting there and working with a team that's going to have, you know, kind of go through all this with you. And of course, I I forgot to mention earlier on, but I, I talk about it throughout the show usually anyway. If you're listening to the program and something piques your interest, always before you take any action or anything, you should always check with a qualified professional like Tony. Of course, he's Des Moines, a professional alternative at Tax Doctor Inc. Go to yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com to learn more about Tony and his practice, as well as you can uh, hit the podcast, subscribe to us on Google or Spotify or Apple all those kinds of things. He's got more than 23 years of experience, but if you do need some help right away or you know someone that does, feel free to share the number, share the podcast, 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. All right, so final variable piece here. We're going to do one more and then we'll take an email question to wrap up our program this week. But the risk, Tony, the variable that is risk. Okay. The market, yet again, uh, we've made a joke a couple of weeks now about this market being like Rocky Balboa it gets back, mm-hmm. gets beat down, gets back up. Well, it's back over at the time of this podcast. It's back up over 27,000 again after having a few rough weeks. And so risk becomes a big variable with a lot of people. As we are getting closer to retirement, you need to be comfortable looking at the fact that you should start thinking about reducing risk, right? Even though the market continues to eke out more highs, we can't get sucked into that. Ooh, a little bit more, a little bit more kind of thing, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And as people get closer to retirement and in retirement, and we have retirees coming in right now who have never, ever, believe it or not, they've never been involved in the stock market. And yet they're coming in (laughs) and saying, well, maybe I should invest some of my money there. And we're like, wait, you know, wait a minute, you know, you're, you're 79 years old. Not only are we at highs, but you've never even been in the, in the market. You know, there's a lot of variables to that, but at the same time, you know, retirees are like everybody else, you know, they're living on the income that their investments generate. And, you know, frankly, the banks, you know, you know how the CD rates are right now. I mean, they're they're next to nothing and they can't get any fixed income out of that. And not that that's a bad thing. Right. But, you know, you, like you say, you have to balance it and say, you know, what's your need for income and want and understand and be comfortable with that. If you go that route, at best, I would probably recommend you know, high dividend paying, very strong companies, you know, with their stocks and or bonds. But there's ways that you can get more income without taking a ton of risk. But at the same time, I always tell people it's, it's that proverbial line in the sand or jumping over the broom that you got to cross, which means getting out of that whole FDIC insurance side and, you know, you're going to take on a little more risk. And as long as you understand that and are totally comfortable with it, then it's a great way to, at least for part of your money, to earn a little bit more on. But it is the question. And it always seems like my retirees want to just, you know, jump over that line right right when we're hitting new highs. Right, right. You know, it's <laughs> Yeah. Like-
0: and, and I get it, right? We, we were all human. We all want to kind of see if we can, you know, do a little bit more. And that's okay, I think, as long as you're realizing, are you compartmentalizing and not risking too much? Because right. uh, you, you've got to stay in the market anyway in order to outpace inflation, especially if you're looking at a long retirement possibility, which most of us are. So, yeah, I mean, have a little bit of dabbling, I think, is okay, if, especially if it excites you. But, again, like anything, Tony, it's got to be the right percentage and something you can afford to lose if you're wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, I think that's a good uh, place to switch over to our email questions. Uh, We're going to take this one from Lucy. And again, you can go to yourplanningpros.com if you'd like to submit your own question. And Lucy had one for you. And she says, Tony, how often should I be meeting with or talking to my advisor? I do get a birthday card from the company annually, but that's about it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I would say, you know, hopefully... You know, you're getting some more contact than that. Now, again, at one end of the spectrum, depending on how complex your situation is, probably don't need to be meeting every other month. That's probably overkill, you know, because there's just not that much to really discuss on a monthly basis other than what's going on in the market. And none of us can control that. So that's just what's happening. It's already done. But in reality, we try to meet with people two to four times a year uh, in most cases we definitely recommend, and we won't take a client on unless they're willing to meet with it at a minimum of one time, because we have to update them on, you know, how not only how they've done, but, you know, what's changed in their life, and are we still on track to meet the goals we set up in the first place? Right. So I would say you, you're probably not getting quite enough uh, touch and communication, but that could be solved with a simple phone call and, you know, just asking them, hey, you know, I, I'd at least like to have a meeting once a year or right. a couple of times a year and uh you know most advisors are going to going to be very uh, open to that i would think if not you know they got to make some decisions there but that would be my my general answer to that
0: and i think for A lot of people, let's call it expectations. Uh, When you go into it, make sure that you are clear. And Lucy, this is not just you, but anybody. Make sure you're clear in what you hope to expect from the relationship as well. Setting some expectations both ways uh, will certainly help that communication flow. Because if you're expecting more and you didn't communicate that and they're not aware, then to Tony's point, it might just be handled with a simple phone call and letting them know. Or you know you may find that that's how their practice operates and if that doesn't feel good for you and that's not a good fit then maybe it is time to get a second opinion to look around so uh great question uh certainly you know you're not the only person so don't feel bad about that but definitely reach out to them and and have that conversation and if it doesn't go how you would like then, you know, get a second opinion. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can call Tony if you'd like at 844-707-7381. That's 844-707-7381. And again, subscribe to our podcast, Plan with a Tax Man at uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can find it at yourplanningpros.com or on one of those applications. You can just search it out, Plan with a Tax Man. If you're on Apple Podcast, just type that in the search bar and you can uh, share that from the website. You can share it with others who might benefit from it. And we try to make that pretty easy for you as well. All right, Tony. Well, so thanks for your time, my friend. As always, I appreciate it, and uh, I hope that you have a good, uh, a good golf outing here soon. And, and I'll talk to you in, after a
1: while. All right. We'll see you when I get back.
0: Absolutely. Take care, and we will see you next time here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow, Des Moines' professional alternative at Tax Doctor Inc.
1: We'll see you next time. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment Advisory Services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance Services offered through Avantax Insurance Agency.